Hello everyone and welcome to episode 113 of Two Left Thumbs, your source of weekly gaming news and deals and discourse and your favourite podcast that probably needs an intro rework because we've changed a little bit since then. My name is Death Puppies, I am your host and joining me this week, fellow podcaster, lover of sad, sad indie games, Peter from How Do I Jump Podcast. Dude, how are you? Hello, happy to be on and continue talking and and spreading the joys of of sad indie games, of making people cry <laughs> while clicking on buttons. I love it. I love it so much. Yes. Um. So for 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 those who've just picked up the other clue, I was recently, as of like what twenty minutes ago, on um, About, yeah. on your podcast. Um. So why don't we start there? Who are you, and um, what do you do? My name is Peter. Uh, I uh, run a website with my lovely girlfriend Katie called How Do I Jump. We have uh, we have a website where we post uh, gaming news update articles. We're an independent video game news site. You can check us out there on Twitter HD One Jump HD the Number One Jump. Uh, one of our main babies is the Weekly Jump, a weekly gaming news entertainment podcast that comes out every Friday morning, where we talk about the week's news or kind of what's happening in the gaming world that week or weird obscure games that i want people to know about and talk about game releases so if there's that weird thing you heard people talking about we'll probably explain it for you excellent so um i obviously you um you started this to you know bring out weird games and bring them to light yeah. to share with people um how did how did how did this start for you like where did where did the origins of this kind of kick off so I have a little bit of a, a weirder, uh, different history with games. A lot of people. I, I'm not uh, eight years old playing Super Nintendo. I don't have like, I, I I like to jokingly refer to myself as nostalgia proof. I don't have like amazing memories of like playing Super Mario and stuff. I started playing games when I was 15. Um, I was playing outside all the time and not really interested in games at all. So when I started playing games, suddenly I was given a Sega and two drawers full of games from my, my uncle. So suddenly, out of nowhere, Outside became uh, much less interesting. And suddenly I had Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic & Knuckles, Sonic Spinball. I had all of these games. And I just started becoming interested in them and having fun with them. And then I started enjoying it but then um what was fun about it is that i always had to play catch up so i had another friend uh, chris who runs the podcast with us as well became friends with him and i eventually got a playstation and he had this big like rolodex of playstation games because these have been out for a while so i just started uh, suddenly i had you know tomb raider 1 tomb raider 2 tomb raider 3 like and i just had all these games that I was just barreling through i was just catching up with everything eventually i wanted to start playing new games but i didn't grow up very very rich renting games would happen eventually i found out that if i read about games and i know about the games coming out i can suggest them to people and this magic thing happened where like hey pete i really love this game do you want to borrow it now that i'm done and then it was just like fuck yes i can play all the games i want to play now nice so i kind of just eventually throughout my life i just became the guy who knew about games and i loved researching them knowing what was coming out uh and then eventually in college i was getting tired 
of telling people the same thing because people would just come up to me like, hey, what's this game coming out? What's this game coming out? And I would like tell people the same thing again and again and again. So I decided to make a podcast. And junior of college, I started the first episode of Pete's Weekly Video Game Roundup with a shitty camera in the corner of my apartment <laughs> junior year of college. Just me at a table just being like, play freaking the new hitman game or something or oh i was playing fancy pants adventures like and i was telling people so when people would come up to me that i'd be like just watch the video don't fucking talk to me which is a very nice thing to say to people um <laughs> i mean so if streamers can do it now right? <laughs> you started like this is your fault this is the this is why streamers record youtube videos go watch the video go watch the video, you, the, go to the, video. The, God, the godfather of the go watch the video line ladies and gentlemen we have him <laughs> yeah so that was about seven years ago i graduated oh no more that's gotta be oh shit it's over 10 years i guess because i graduated college in 2012 and I started junior year of college, so it was like 2010 or something. So then I realized I didn't want to do it by myself anymore. So I asked my friend Chris, and then I started, wanted to be like, let's cool, do this like together. There's this new thing called podcasting. As if you can remember 10 years ago, podcasting was starting to get hot. Like, let's do a podcast. So we're like a bunch of friends talking about games. Started with that. We just had fun doing it. We kept doing it. It changed from video to audio to live streams to back to audio. and events and websites and it's just like continued since then um and just became how do i jump many different things so um what's your um what's your favorite favorite method of delivering casts because i know you've said you've had you've had you've got some stories when it comes to like recording um i'd love to hear some of those but um so like out of out of all the the, the live audio video what's what's kind of your favorite to record and what's been the most hassle? My favorite to record is um, I've done an interview series as well called Indie Interviews, where I talk to independent game developers about their games. And when we could go out and stuff, I would, I would mostly do it in person. I would go to yep. conventions. I'd bring my mic. I'd bring my phone. I would grab an indie dev, drag them to a separate room and talk to them for like 45 minutes and that wouldn't in have been person, terrifying for them at all. So like, this guy's driving me, we're going to room, what's going on? Where are we? Help. <laughs> I'm six foot two. They didn't have a lot of a choice. I just kind of, I noogied them and I just, I choke hold and drag them to another room. Like, tell me about your game. What are the pixels? And um, so that is my favorite part. Uh, my girlfriend and I with the Weekly Jump right now, we record together and play games or record things together locally like face to face with another person is my favorite with a close second being over zoom or discord or like being able yeah. to visually see the other person while you talk it is makes, so it makes great. it makes it so much easier like because it's like i mean i've done the audio video live stream as well and it makes it so much easier to like read cues off a conversation when you can actually like see the person in front of you and you can be like all right this is like you can see how they're feeling and when to kind of jump in because i think that's something i always struggle with with the audio is i just start jumping in when they take a breath because um i can't like because i was um you know, dead, I came from radio as well. Dead space is, is oh, bad. And um, so it's so always talking, always talking. So you hear a second of silence and you instinctively just start talking and they continue the sentence. Oh, no, I sound like an asshole now. Shit. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's, it's a hard habit to break. And I think, yeah, the, the visual the visual cue of a conversation. Also, it, it's, it's, it's nice to see people. It doesn't make it's, you feel as and, lonely. 
And that's what the, so my favorite and the biggest hassle was, I completely agree with you, like seeing people like can, you can kind of tell when someone's about to be done speaking or they can visually tell that you have something that you want to say. So like, I'm going to wrap up what I'm saying because they have something. It's just like that natural flow. We wanted to do it in person. And I had the weird idea originally. Have you ever seen that 70s show? Yes. You know, uh, like the, the turntable start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. I know, yep. I wanted to do uh, like a turntable podcast. So what I did was I got my laptop with the webcam and I put it on top of a, of a cake display in the middle of all of us. And then anytime someone would talk, we just spin the laptop to them. And it was a video podcast where like it, it would continually spin and they would have it right in front of their face and you could visually see them. And it was like you're hanging out with your friends in the basement and like the camera keeps turning. The issue quickly became that the first time we turned it uh, and I was like, hi, everyone, and welcome to the weekly jump. And I turned it and it crashed to the side, and, like jumbled <laughs> over. And it actually became our intro for such a long time because it was it was perfect and beautiful because it went down the side. It kind of like bounced a little bit. And then Chris kind of like tilts his head. The people who are on the visual thing will enjoy this kind of tilts his head down just to be like, well, that's it for the jump, I guess. And like, <laughs> it was this perfect start. <laughs> Of like this is casual, like we're we're relaxed, we're fucking up, we're doing things, we're trying. Eventually, we taped down the laptop in it, but then it became annoying to like remind people to turn it towards themselves, and like people watching it started to get vertigo. Like so, <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. Yeah, I was gonna say that would um that could cause some some nauseous issues watching. I mean, I like the concept though; it's cool. Maybe there's a way you could do it in post in the magical world of post with with, with if you if you recorded. Recorded all three, right, visually. Like and recorded them individually? Recorded them individually. And then you could have like, because you can get pre-built transitions and then it just yeah. kind of swing swipes between them and you have like a filler screen in the middle. It might just be a shot of a room or whatever. Uh, you make it work. Yeah. Could be something you'd I mean, Those are like little into. blur transitions though. Yeah, yeah. I, it would be a blur. Yeah, it would be a lot better now. Back then I was working with uh, like, a six-year-old laptop that was overheating in my lab but you, you said you that was another thing that i i really enjoyed about this is the technological hurdle you you said you came from radio so you had like training in like audio recording and editing and stuff i, I wouldn't say training um it Probably was to uh, turn it, was, it on it, the podcast yeah <laughs> it was um so it was it was back when i was um a lot younger i was like mm, 17 18 i was um, just doing like a local uni radio um okay um, so I learnt I learnt the basics of kind of how to use the equipment, how sound and audio work. Um, also did some time working as um, doing backstage, doing lighting and stuff too. Which, um, so I was always I was always I always loved um, the dramatics, but I never had the talent to be an actor. So I just ended up being like backstage all the time. That way I could still hang out with all the with all the cool people. And, and well, that's what I did. The... So I'm with you. My myself and Katie, we're we're actors primarily. We are performers. And I have always found myself on film sets or on stage hanging out with the techies. The techies are the fun yeah. people. You hang out with them, and they're usually the people who like video games and comic books anyway, as I can see from your background. So <laughs> I want to hang thing, out man. with them anyway. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, no, fun. Yeah, we, 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 we get, well, that's the thing. We can get up the shenanigans, and it doesn't affect us. Like We can like, paint our faces and, and like yeah. draw on things. It, it doesn't matter. You, you can have a laugh. Um, 
as long as you're wearing a black shirt you're fine black shirt you're fine um comms in um with texts are hilarious as well you just start like picking <laughs> on the actors like you see what they're doing um that's yeah, another no, reason why i'm very nice to the techies i don't want the lights to go out on me yeah yeah that's it just like oh, don't know you come onto the stage just, everything just goes dark he's like well um <laughs> I, I i i've pissed somebody off yeah uh yeah so uh, all that kind of background kind of it was always there and then up streaming because i talk to myself when i play video games anyway and it's like well why not you know why not invite strangers into that exactly i mean and it, it's now become my main main angle of social interaction because i don't have time for anything else um <laughs> i barely have enough time for, for this uh it's oh I'm, I'm, yeah i'm yeah full-time working family and, and creating is yeah it's it's fun God bless you for balancing all that, man. You said you you had your, your kids are playing games with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more like I'll drop one thing than pick it up later. Uh, but yeah, no, so I, I play I play quite often with my kids when I get a day off. We kind of jump on the afternoon, and I've I've been playing Halo with them recently. Um, in the multiplayer, I've taught them to teabag. Um, the stakes have been made. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Do yeah. they stuck? Are they any good? Like, can you start They're getting being better? Like so, I've 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 got three. One's ten, one's eight, one's six, and uh, they're all boys. And they're slowly improving. Like I can, I I will genuinely lose. I mean, I'm I'm not great by any means. Um, I'm I'm well known for being fucking terrible at video games. Uh, but uh, but they they I'm I'm seeing an improvement. They're hitting shots. They're they're beating me in like one v ones um and and sometimes i have to like think i like because like for the first few games i just meme on them i just like do dumb shit and like do three like try and do 360 no scopes on them and stuff and but now they're actually <laughs> getting to a point where they figured out hey if we all work together we can absolutely just wreck dad and then we'll just fight out the rest <laughs> amongst ourselves it's <laughs> i've created a monster and i kind of like so it so while know? while dad respawning we will we'll fight yeah, exactly. We'll wait for Dad to respawn and fight each other out a bit, and then we'll just all turn on him again. I'm, I'm feeling picked on. I'm going to have to start ass assigning teams. I'm all right. You're with me now. You're getting bullied by your children. Yeah. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. I started it, and now they're finishing it. It's fine, though. <laughs> it's good to see improvement, though. Um, That's great. So Speaking of playing things, what have, what have you been playing lately? I know I know. we, 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 we discussed this before, yeah. but... What, what have you That's always to, the big question. I, yeah, I do find yeah. that anytime you tell people like you, you do like video game journalism and stuff, they're always just like, well, what's your game you're writing? What's your favorite game? I always find it so difficult. I'm glad you said, what am I playing right now? Because that is much better than like, what is your favorite game of all time? Because it's favorite very difficult. It's, it's so hard to pick because it changes too, yeah. right? Like yeah. 15, 20 years ago, when I started playing games, my it, it is very different to you know the games I'm yeah. playing now, and my my tastes have changed. I mean, I still appreciate a lot of those older games, but you know, it's it's it, it kind of evolves into this thing of like, well, I like these games. I used to love Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh my God, you want to talk Gosh. about my terrible relationship with Assassin? I have ranted about Assassin's Creed on the podcast. For, for years, for being fully in love, head over heels, played every single one of them, played all the DLCs, read all the comics, read, uh, got the, some of the only collector's edition stuff I have is Assassin's Creed stuff. Fucking loved Assassin's Creed. Three, three happened, <laughs> and it wasn't great. Four won us back, 
and then it's just been a downhill thing and eventually it's just was like an abusive relationship for a while and now i'm i'm fully off it i understand <laughs> i feel like i'm talking after like aa or something like that i, I feel like i've gone through this like strenuous thing that i people people love it it has become a different game that people love it is not the game i love anymore yeah I am um I, kind of there yeah. with you. I went I went through a similar thing once Origins came out, which is the first kind of move to the open world RPG style. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm not loving this right now. I I appreciate that you know because I mean the game needed to evolve in some way, shape, or form. Like it was like especially after Unity, which we... did it though, or did it just need to go modern day and them to complete the fucking story instead of milking out every single part of Assassin's Creed that they could? I could. But I this could is floor, true. I yeah, could this talk. is true. <laughs> This or did they I mean, just they, have they, a story arc that they were done with and they just wanted to keep it fucking going? Or did that happen? Because money. Fucking exactly. They wanted to make money. And I, I get the moment, it. Right? Yeah. I don't get it. No, no, fuck you. Ubisoft, you have enough money. <laughs> fuck you. Just finish it. And like, if I got into a section, I've ranted about this a billion times, but just the moment in Assassin's Creed when I can sneak up behind somebody with my hidden blade and stab them and they don't die, you lost me. I can't assassinate yeah. people in Assassin's Creed. This isn't my game. Fuck, I'm very mad, and I don't like it. And you, you teetered with this historical fantasy where it was still like kind of conceivable that these people existed, and now we're straight-up superheroes. And I don't... It's not, it's not my jam. Yeah, that is fair. I, um, yeah, I fell off after Origins for a bit. Um, Are you back on? Yeah, am, I, am I pissing you off? No, 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 not at all. I, I came back and I went, all right, cool, whatever. And then Odyssey came out. And I really, really enjoyed Odyssey because I, I looked at it not as an Assassin's Creed game. I'm like, all right, cool. Game about Spartans kicking shit off ledges. I'm about this. I, I spent a solid 160 hours playing that. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know what? And Valhalla was coming up. You know what? I, I really enjoyed that. Maybe I'll enjoy Valhalla. Uh... No, not a fan. I heard it was a bit of a downgrade. I haven't finished it. Um, it it's not. It's not so much a downgrade it's the way that the game is structured that i don't like so with odyssey mm -hmm. it was like big main story sprawling quests choices you had to make um all that kind of good stuff that you want like a big rpg right valhalla did the same thing but not really because each gameplay section like each kind of like area you had to go to to unlock the next area because they went back mm -hmm. to that weird format um because it wasn't as open as Odyssey, they it was the same. So you go to an area, you talk to a guy, you do three things for said guy, you do one mission with the guy, you've defied a bunch of dudes, move on to the next area. And I was like, okay, cool. First few first few sections, I'm like, all right, cool, this is fine, this is fine. It's going to ramp up. This is just kind of introducing you to the base mechanics of the game. Fine. I'm three quarters of the way through the game. That hasn't changed. I'm like, no, I can't can't do it like, I, I i thought i'd have fun and yeah. play with shields only just to make life difficult for myself oh yeah you like smack it. i i have been reading and looking after it like 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 stalking my ex-girlfriend on facebook or something like i read <laughs> the story and the general plot and the ideas because i still like i remember the good days we had together and maybe it'll be good again and it's not and it's unhealthy but 
I was reading that apparently, like, so much so that they're taking the assassin out of it. Like, you you kind of, like, tangentially meet the assassins, like, kind of once. Yeah, And they yeah. made it, like, linear, and then you're like, I I'll guess I'll kill someone, and then you just kind of continue with your life. Like, they kind of just, like, mess around. I don't know. It's... I fully you agree. Kind of it is. It is. Briefly a... meet them, and then it's like, okay, cool. I'll do some quests for you, and it's, it doesn't become. It's not from what I've told so far. It's not part of the main story. It's just kind of like a side thing, yeah. and I, yeah. No. But anyway, I don't. I, it's a different game. It's still very, very popular. People like it. But like you said, it, it is not Assassin's Creed anymore. But to talk about something like I actually am loving currently, I am obsessed with playing Loop Hero. I don't know if you've heard, heard about it. So yeah. much about this game, but I don't know much about it. Like I, I think there was um another another cast I was listening to um this week, Shadow Controls and Coffee, um good friends of ours. Um Yeah, um Kat was playing it and yeah, that that's the first time I've really heard any kind of description. So so talk to me about talk to me about Loop Hero. What's what's the base? Where do we go it's from here? It's been kind of it's I've been following it because it's it's been kind of the indie game in the indie verse that has been like very the, the anticipation for the game coming out has been out for a while up for a while because it's like got these different mechanics and it's weird it's changing things and it's it's adding all these different mechanics and it seems very interesting and unique so it is every i don't know how many indie games you play but a lot recently indie games have been roguelites and which is you play again you die you play again you level up a little bit you play again you level up a little bit and uh, people have been trying to just shove the roguelike formula into different things to varying degrees of success. I personally have just gotten kind of fed up with it because of how much has been happening. Like, I just want to play a game and finish it. Um, so this is a roguelite dungeon crawler deck building RPG. That's a lot it's weird. going on. Yeah. Yes. And you don't even play as the main character. So here's the thing. Um, like a procedurally generated loop is created. And then your little heroes on part of it. And little slimes, uh, little monsters um, populate the area around it. And it automatically runs by itself. It's one of those idle games. So you just he walks, he interacts with an enemy, automatically fights and attacks. Enemy drops items. You equip them with better items, and you just keep going with that. It f it makes you feel kind of dungeon mastery because sometimes the enemies drop tiles, and the tiles can be like a different type, like a forest, and then that'll spawn different types of enemies. Ruins, and that'll spawn these type of enemies. It can spawn a vampire castle that you can put next to other things so vampires will start appearing on those things. And you want to start leveling up your hero and putting these tiles down and you want to give them a challenge, but also don't be too hard because you want them to keep leveling up stronger and stronger and stronger and add more and more stuff and gather as many resources as possible. And then you get to do this kind of risk and reward. You can either wait until you finish a loop and then leave and you get everything you got. Or you can retreat any time during the loop and get 60% of what you got. Or you can die... And when you die, you still keep 30% of what you got. So, so you're always kind of progressing through. Yeah, it's it's a game that I, a lot of us, well, a lot of people have, I, I just find myself thinking, I'm doing something, 
I could just have this running in the corner because you there's a lot of settings where it like auto pauses after a fight or auto pauses after a loop. I found myself putting it on two times speed and setting it to pause per loop and just yeah. have it in the corner, do other things, check it every so often, equip them, find out other things, have it loop. And then if I really feel like engaging fully with it, like, okay, this is going to be the loop where I, where I focus on it completely and I try to beat the loop this time or not just kind of like a resource gathering thing. It's this very addictive, like little roguelike thing of, of just like, oh, I'll just get it. It just feels like something you just have running in the background. The music's really, really fun and catchy and, and, and chiptoony and it's just like, it's just running in the corner. Well, so the, the tiles you mentioned, though, they're obviously different environments that you can place down for your hero in the loop, yeah? Yeah, that's the deck-building aspect of it. As you continue, you can unlock certain... You meet certain characters, you upgrade your base camp, and you can start adding different cards to your deck. And you, But you, you have a maximum of 12 cards, so you have to like delete some cards, and you start finding out, oh, which cards work together which cards work like this, like which, which bounce off each other, which is like more efficient, which makes stronger monsters. Like it's kind of this opposite thing because you don't want to be nice to your hero. You kind of want to be mean. You want them to fight big, strong monsters and get stronger and get better stuff. So you keep like building up and then you kind of continue like that. And actually for the first time I did, after you add a certain amount of tiles, um, the Lich spawns and you can complete the loop and either decide to leave or fight the Lich. And Fight the Lich is very, very powerful, but if you defeat them, you get a bunch more of even special resources, and you can continue looping and gathering stuff. And I just beat the, my first Lich, which I'm very excited about today. Nice. So how does it, how do, how do, so I'm assuming that's a, like the, the big boss of the game. How yes. Does, how, but how, it how do the fight mechanics work for that? Nothing. You don't do anything. You just watch them fight. Oh, right, All yeah. the item. Yeah, you don't do shit. You, the items you give to them increase attack speed, increase counter percentage, increase defense percentage increase evade percentage uh you can do things where you build stuff you can you can do this thing called vampirism where every time you attack you get a certain percent back so if you start seeing items like okay this build i'm going to focus on vampirism where i'll try to get i don't maybe i won't equip the strongest weapon but this weapon has plus 20 percent vampirism so i'll still get 25 percent of health back every time i attack someone and you kind of just like kind of create builds on the fly with what they give you right interesting very addictive it's uh, it, it sounds it sounds dangerously addictive like not i i, I want to like look into it but I, I don't know if i if i want to look into it you know it's like uh, do i do i commit to this because i mean yeah. like I said, it's, it's it's a it's an idle kind of game so you can kind of like just let it swing it's whatever but and it has I, this the perfect like to, time yeah the compulsion to check things all the time yeah. for me would be just like Ugh, just can't, it, it, it is that it itches that right in there, real hard, real oh hard. God. It itches that. Um, yeah. How about this? If you wouldn't mind, this is one of my favorite things to do. I mm -hmm. like suggesting indie games for people. Yes. So, what kind of games do you enjoy? Like, what kind of experiences do you enjoy, or what kind of experiences are you like looking for? Honestly, I don't know at the moment. I've um, I'm. I... I'm I'm currently playing catch up um with a lot of backlog stuff um I don't know uh, that game don't know that game don't know at all it's how you how you fucking originated it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's just steam sales it's fine it's fucking steam, steam sales, sales yeah I'm not even getting to there like I'm just talking about main games that I'm interested in like I'm 
like Valhalla. Um, I'm halfway through Cyberpunk. I'm halfway through Control. I, I I have so many games going on, and I like so at the moment I'm really stuck into single player experiences. Um, I'm not a not a not a huge Rogue fan personally. Um, just because again it's the the dying respawning dying respawning just it, it for me it feels kind of tedious i spent a lot of a lot of my time playing um destiny and grindy games like that um i think <laughs> which have which have slightly worn out their welcome in my soul at the moment i'm just like kind of hunting for like really cool single player experiences i'm with you dude yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with a focused single player even like eight hour experience there's nothing wrong with that and i i very much love that too because like right now games are like what it's like like 30 hours is a short game and he's like what the what the hell man you gotta stop playing assassin's creed games man those are like 150 (laughs) it it is it's ridiculous and like i I want time for all these games but like they're like but they want your time they want your time and they, they make you invest it to get the best out of the game. And you just, you don't want to do that ever because it's just too much. Because there are some great games out there. Like I only recently caught up with all the PlayStation um, 4 um, exclusives last year because I only just recently got a PlayStation. So I went through like God of War, the entire Uncharted series. And I think we've lost him. Uh, that who's turned into a very beautiful painting. Dad, I have a technical issue. Is back. So sorry about that. Yeah, I just That's like okay. opened Steam to like look at a list of games I have to suggest something to you, and it's just like, nope, you're gone. Nope, now. not today. No games for you. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, you were talking about PlayStation Four games. Yeah, PlayStation Four. So I recently went through God of Us. Uh, God of Us. Jesus Christ. Words are hard. God of Us. God last of Us. God of War. <laughs> I would play the shit. I'd play the shit out of The Last of Us God of War. It'd be so be, good. I, I mean, Talking about again how much I love sad games. That, that, that would make The Last of Us a little bit better. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> we could talk about uh, that in another episode. We could dive into that, that now, man. Oh. Um, because yeah I, I played through them all god of war fantastic last of us i love the story gameplay was eh i accepted it as an older game really so it was I yeah i, I didn't like the gameplay felt the opposite really i really we found ourselves really enjoying this because okay so i also i'm not huge into many multiplayer games right. um i don't the honestly the only like multiplayer games i've really gotten into are like overwatch the Assassin's Creed multiplayer, which was fucking baller, and they oh fucking Oh my god, stopped. how underratedly good was it? I used to it love was amazing. that shit. It's the, yes. one of the only multiplayer games I ever prestiged in, and I prestiged in that fucking game twice. Like, I could not stop playing it. I loved it so much, and I, I don't get why it stopped. It was brilliant. The one only of the other thing reasons that I stopped me playing that was my connection because I was in Australia on dial-up, which, I mean, our internet is shit enough as it is. <laughs> It was I would, I, I've been I've been resisting asking this for you. I'm like, how do you even play games in Australia? Like, <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's better now. <laughs> um, so right, like, games I, actually I, launch in Australia now, right? They do launch. They do launch, and I can get games. Um, the problem is that there is never enough servers for Oceanic, right? Then there's like, so normally I have to get paired up with people in um 
in Asia and Southeast Asia, which is fine, mm-hmm. but it's already adding around 30 to 40 ping each round. If I want to play with American friends, I'm looking at about three to 400 ping. So uh. I'm basically a stuttering image of the screen. Like it's, it's, it, it makes, but it makes fast paced multiplayer games kind of annoying. Not good. Not good. But yeah. for the most part, like technology is getting better now. And, and I'm noticing things are getting a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. in that regard which is nice but yeah back when the assassin's creed multiplayer was out it was a nightmare i'd assassinate someone and then they'd kill me and i'm like wait what i would nah, that's supposed to work yeah that's that's not how this works i hit the button and i did the animation why am i not getting the kill <laughs> um that's because you were playing assassin's creed odyssey and the assassination doesn't work anymore <laughs> <laughs> Just try to burn Odyssey real quick. Don't worry you, about you, me. You've got to do it twice, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what what multiplayer games were we just talking about? I'm sorry, I jumped out. Um, um I don't I was going to work it. to a point because I was just going to work up to it. What did we? What did you inspire me to go do Assassin's Creed to talk about the Assassin's Creed? What were you just talking about before this? Also about Last of Us gameplay being butts. Oh yes. So yeah. Last of Us One is one of the only multiplayer games I actually loved playing so much because it was kind of slower paced and different and heavy and you felt every shot and you had to like go around and like collect things and like make them on the spot and it felt very like visceral it was a different type of multiplayer game and it was again one of the only games i ever prestiged at like i wanted to keep playing it so the the the, the meat and potatoes gameplay of last of us is so much fun and then in the sequel they continued that you could go completely prone on other things. Ellie was like much more brutal and mobile and they had just tons of great verticality and the game and the guns felt really good. And the enemies were so much smarter and the, and the melee upgrades were so much fun. I found myself really enjoying that experience and the story was really good, but became very predictable and very long in our opinion. Like we got what was going on and the last few hours, I felt like some of my time was being stretched and wasted in terms of the plot. Yeah, fair. Um, see, I, like, I, I played this as an older game. So I had mm. just come off the back of playing through the Uncharted series. And then I went <laughs> to Last of Us, and I'm like, this is the same. Like, the, the basic combat, I'm like, I get it, yeah. same developer, yeah. that's cool. Um, but I hadn't noticed any major difference, which I found frustrating. It wasn't like a leap in, like, it was like I was still having the same issues with Last of Us as I was having with Uncharted 2. And I'm like, yeah, Naughty Dog, get your shit together. Like, the gameplay Uncharted should be better by now. Uncharted shooting mechanics are, oh, are bad. They're not they're great. Terrible. They're not great. They're fucking terrible. Um, the bullet sponges are not good times. The helicopters are worse, man. I swear to God. <laughs> I have PTSD from those fucking helicopters in, in all those games. I played them back to back, which probably wasn't the mm-hmm. wisest move. At every like boss fight, giant helicopter. I was like, oh, here we go again. Fucking shoot the helicopter. Um, I, can, yeah, I can understand that, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the story of Last of Us, um, it wasn't so much about the plot points for me um, as a father. Um, that connection between Joel and Ellie and watching that grow is what I truly enjoyed in that game. Um, the plot point, the, pl- the basic plot points and the, the thing that moved the story along was, it was fine. It was, it, it was whatever. But that, that watching that connection and that relationship grow is what I really, really enjoyed about that game 
Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I was referring to The Last of Us 2. I fully agree. Last of Us 1, gameplay and plot is stunning and beautiful. The, the plot problems I had were yet. good. Okay, the plot problems yeah. I was having was with the sequel. Right, where, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry. No, Last of Us 1, masterpiece on every single account. Beautiful in every single way. And I, that one, I didn't feel like my time was wasted. I think once you hit fall in that game, I literally couldn't stop playing until I finished it. I, I, yeah. I just didn't do anything else. I couldn't stop. No, it, was, it, was, it was done so well. Like, the yeah. story was like, it was like, again, it was more of that connection for me, watching that relationship go, which was the main plot point of that story. The rest was just kind of scenery changes and some game mechanics thrown in. Um, but yeah. And zombies. And zombies, exactly. And zombies, they were, they were fun. Um, clickers are interesting creatures. <laughs> uh, d- yeah, you know, I'm thinking. Oh, I'll just punch them. No, 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 yeah. no, no. You gotta no, punch them. A special thing, but you gotta find that. And it's like, oh, fine. I'm <laughs> just gonna the avoid knife. the middle class. <laughs> Got a knife. The old, just knife him. Give him the old jabby jabby. Um, but yeah, so yeah, slowly getting through the PlayStation ones. Played Spider Man and God of War, which is great. I'm so excited for the second one now, and it's the only reason I will even look at getting a PlayStation Five if they ever become available oh um, for god yeah heaven forbid yeah. also another thing that i i was waiting to, to bring up eventually with your background i am a massive spider-man fan i'm i've read all the comics and everything yes. like he's he's my boy I, saw, I see i saw the i saw the comics behind you i see Spidey. yeah I've, I've, I've got a couple there i've got a few pops there um spider-man's kind of a go-to for me it's um yeah. between him and um him the flash oh, this is my <laughs> good you like fast talking fun heroes that yes. get fucking sad that gets yes sad. Like, it, it is like it is always the fun ones i mean yes batman yeah. had his parents killed by a mugger fucking... but the, the flash it, had it, his parents oh, killed by oh, his arch nemesis he hadn't even fucking met yet yeah and then he had to let his mom die again Yes, <laughs> save the timeline. It's fucked up. It's because it's the it's the ups and downs because they are fun and they're so great and you're having a good time with them, and then all of a sudden Doc Ock takes over his body and everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you feel so horrible. <laughs> yeah, Dan Slot. I feel personally attacked by Dan Slot. Like he, I don't know if you were reading that arc, the Superior Spider-Man arc. Uh, it's it's not one I've I've read yet, but um, I, I I've, I've been planning to for yeah. a year. It's it's beautiful and and heartbreaking the entire time. I love it. So yeah, no, the Spider-Man games are great. Miles Morales, I don't know if you played the regular one, you got the Miles. I, I play I played the regular one on the PS4. Um But yeah, I played the first one. Absolutely loved it. Um I love that universe. I love the swinging mechanics were so good and someone did such a good job on the movement and everything. It yeah, was just that oh. felt like that felt like a triple A game that was conquerable. Like that was big enough and I found myself doing enough and wanting to finish everything and everything felt doable and rewardable. Like it felt like yeah, a very good yeah. balance of a lot, but I can handle it. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a good open world because it was, it was like I said, it, was, it wasn't too big. It was not obsessively big fucking Assassin's Creed uh, where you needed, <laughs> you know, it, it took you like 10 in-game hours to travel across half the map. Um 
Yeah, you can fling across across New York in a couple of minutes, or you can take the subways. And, and the, the, yeah, side quests were, the side quests and like little kind of go collectible things were kind of fun to do as well. They had like their own mini game mechanics and stuff like that, which was always fun. Um, again, they did such and a they're good just job. being the being the Spider Man nerds that I'm sure me and you are, just like finding mm. out what this universe's history is, like yes. finding out their 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 version of Pete is is really fun. And spotting all the um all the Easter eggs too. Yeah. Oh, I know this. I know this. This is from this. Ah. Um, and it felt like it felt like the Arkham Asylum games, where it's just like he's been Spider-Man for a while. We're not fucking around. Sinister Six is already around. Like you know who they are. You know what's going on. Punch people. Have fun. And then like here's Mister Negative, who's a new fucking hero, a uh, villain from the comics that they're using. And I was just, I love that yeah, so yeah. much. That it was, was awesome. Giggly. Um, I would have liked to see more big boss fights though uh, that's my only kind of my only kind of issue because um when we go like we're talking about spider-man uh, the miles morales um game and that that big opening scene with the the fight with with peter and rhino and there's all that shit going on and it was so fucking cool and that was yeah, the was only really time good. you saw it I was like, oh, because because like, when I when I went and do it, I'm like, I really hope that like they have come to some of those bigger moments with like the big villains, and they weren't there in the first one, and but then they started with this second one. I'm like, oh god, if this is the opening, I really hope it ramps up from here, and it just kind of yeah. didn't. I was like, oh, okay, I, I I still love um I still love the Miles Morales game um it's yeah. the first I it's felt- the first game my my oldest son 100% completed as well it's a little that's awesome moment for me um but yeah it's um i felt like they advanced the fighting so much like the fighting just the his abilities of electricity and or the, the kinetic energy or whatever um and his invincibility invisibility the fighting felt much more fun the first one was so much fun but it just felt like they improved on it in every single way in the sequel yeah no definitely it was it was a it's weird that it wasn't a sequel like it was it was a very short experience that was that was expansion. kind of the it was it was an expansion like i the only reason i think they sold it as a separate game was because money because like i played it on i played it on the playstation and, 4 yeah and and, and because of the ps5 it, they yeah, wanted exactly. to do a, a exclusive game they wanted a ps5 exclusive yeah i don't like the way they sold that either because like this is exclusive to playstation 5 but it's also available on PlayStation 4, but we don't want yeah. you to know that. Yeah, I, I um, played it PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, and I had no performance issues. It worked well. It looked gorgeous. Um, I'm, I'm assuming for those, if, if PlayStation 5s are even real, I think I know people <laughs> that are pretending to have some. Um, yeah. I was, it looks like you know we get the ray tracing and everything, which looked phenomenal. Um, but yeah, the, the games, such a good games. I can't wait to see more. I want to see yeah, I want- where they go. Are we going to see a Gwen Stacy? Or, I don't know, what would you like to see next out of these games? Um, like, would you like so go? It, it's the same thing as I feel about the current Spider-Man Marvel movies, which they're doing great. And I love that they're choosing the more obscure villains. It's not just like Doc Ock and things. Like I love that it was... Um, uh, the the vulture uh, as a villain. I love Craven the Hunter, and I want a Craven's Last Hunt esque arc so bad. Because also, it's one of the saddest arcs in Spidey. And as I said before, I like sad shit. 
So <laughs> I want I'm 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 hoping for Craven. It the, with all the hints and everything, it seems we're getting some sort of venom, which I'm also happy about because Venom yeah. is a beautiful villain done right. Is is so yeah, like the the balance between like the whole anti-hero thing with Venom is just yeah. it's done so well and like there's all this, there's like so many different iterations as well throughout the, the different universes where he is just a good guy with the venom like there's like ancient Ven- agent venom and stuff like that and it, yeah it's it's a really cool balance to have um yeah the venom's a fantastic character all that's own. like even if you're going just into the the history of the venom microbe itself it, it, it like, and then there's we got some the whole, crazy like, shit happening and there's all like god of darkness guy who's around who's like the originator of all of venom and everything that guy they announced him like a few years ago yeah, I remember he's that. A, yeah, yeah, the new big bad dark guy who was there like before the Big Bang, and he's like all of shadow. He's, and he's a symbiote, and he's fucking baller. <laughs> yeah, the absolute badass. I'd love. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see a Venom one. Um, Carnage. I don't know if they'll. Oh, maybe they could do it. I mean, if they bring in Venom. They're going to bring in Carnage at some point. Maybe as an expansion. Um, Trust I think whatever be, they're doing. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um. They did Black Cat already with the expansion, so... Yeah, she can come back. She can come back. Black Cat was a great time. They did uh, fucking Hammerhead or whatever. He was fun, too. That's why I like that they're dipping into the the different villains. Starting off with Kingpin is like, oh, no, you're doing Kingpin. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, Kingpin was kind of an obvious choice because he's he's one of the most, like, more known... Spidey villains. Um, maybe even just like delving more into the Sinister Six would be cool too. Like, I mean, I know we had like that fight, but if we like, well, like, even if it was like a a previously on like how they got to that point with like where, where Spider Man had locked them up previous to the first game, like a prequel kind of deal, would be kind of neat. I'd like because yeah, the, the character. Oh. It's fun. So, it's gonna oh, be a good time. It's so much fun, man. So I, wish, I still I haven't wish... suggested anything to you. So you want something like tight single player and it seems like kind of pretty like you want something kind of like that Always looks pretty, kind man. of triple a i love pretty yeah there's nothing wrong with pretty pretty's good um how are you with like horror and you know sad shit horror i find dull okay yeah um i i, I know I, I, i'm just desensitized to it like i, I understand the, the themes behind it and i like weird creepy shit like i played through um the mm. medium and and control is a lot of weird shit which is great as well but like the whole horror jump scare vibe thing it's i just like I, i'm like i'll be honest with you i didn't i didn't finish yeah. the medium medium the medium's mm-hmm. not a great i didn't it's not a great example i didn't enjoy it very much uh I I was actually going to suggest uh, Alan Wake to you because if you like Control, I, I think Alan Alan Wake is I love, stunning. I loved Alan Wake; it was great. Um, it was um, one of the first games I played out of like outside of the world of first person shooters because um, yeah, very big, very big COD boy, fucking going around trying to like wreck shit in multiplayer and zombies <laughs> and stuff, and then I like, played Alan Wake, and yeah, it's. I fell in love with it. I'm like, I need to play more shit like this. How about how about this? It's I know because when we talked on our podcast that you just finished playing Doom. Mm-hmm. If you want something pretty and high energy and single player with a story, have you heard about Ghost Runner? 
I loved the shit out of Ghost Runner. Oh my god, it was so good. Like, I hate that game so much, and I yeah. fucking love it. I I have a death count. I had a death count for that game. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was on my. It was high up. I assume it was in the thousands. Um, I think I'm glad like, I'm on the right path, though. I'm glad I'm in the neighborhood of, of yeah, things yeah, yeah, you have Ghost, there Ghost Runner, I, oh, like, yeah. like watching speedruns of that now. Holy shit! Like, I thought, oh yeah, this would be really good for the speedrunning community. I've been watching some, and like, they've got the whole game down to like sub 44 minutes, and like, they're, like they're just like going totally off the map. It's like this is, what the, I didn't even know that avenue was possible. So speedrunning speedrunners aren't real people. I don't believe speedrunners are insane. I love awesome games done quick so much. Yeah. So much so that we we started our own charity stream called Painful Games Done Slowly. <laughs> where we because we're similar to you where we're we we're not great at games, but we're fun. Yeah. And we're we play painfully bad or painfully difficult games on a stream for charity. So either something that's just like really, really bad or very, very difficult, like, like ghost runner or something. And we get through it and we have challenges and stuff. And we find like funny, casual, pretty good gamers like yourself or something. Come on. Um, we're working on having it work in the current climate, but, yep. uh, yeah, no, I love that whole, I watch awesome games done quick every twice a year, every time it's on. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, Dev, let me know if you um get into that. that <laughs> excited like about painful of, games. That sounds like right down my alley, just doing dumb shit in the hard video games. Here's, here's what the, I, I usually like to do one uh, huge dumb thing at the end. Um, a friend of ours never played a single Zelda game. So what I did was I gave him Ocarina of Time and I shoved him in front of the water temple. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he yes. never touched... And he and I just gave him the controller, and he he had no idea what he was doing. Friends were just screaming at him to like hook shot. It was delightful. It was delightful. Oh, it, was, oh. it was very very fun. You cruel cruel man. <laughs> I love it. Another year, I had a friend of ours who she played every single Halo game, but she only played the multiplayer. She hasn't played a single single player level of Halo. So I played. Yeah, she only ever played the multiplayer. So she knows how to around. I played all the single player and never played the multiplayer until like Halo Three. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is great! I can teabag." So I brought her in the Halo One. I put it on Legendary, and I went to the library. Remember the library from Halo One? It was when the the flutter coming at you. Yeah, yeah. It was bad news. That, it was that, bad that's, news. That's, that sounds like a terrible time, man. I hated the flood at the best of times. I yeah. went on legendary. That was like legendary was the worst for that kind of shit. So I just like here, his enemies have all of them, by the way, and they're all just gonna fuck you up. Yep. And if you're playing co-op, if one of you dies, it's you both respawn. Get good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Halo legendary. I used to. I used to play because Halo was one of the like one of the games I used to play a lot of because when i first got my xbox i had basically just halo so i used to play halo one over and over and over again you do dumb runs where you just like melee only um mm-hmm. 
and just dumb stuff like that and yeah legendary was that was not not a fun thing to do at all yeah yeah it was um a, gen a genuine genuine struggle which is good because that's what you want out of a, um out of a legendary kind of difficulty <laughs> and um yeah terrible so i i'm gonna go with one last thing before we wrap up real quick yeah, yeah, how yeah. are you with like like mystery puzzle solving games terrible i'm terrible at puzzle games the worst i'm this making this real is... hard for you aren't i <laughs> well no no because i i i i can first of all i consider ghost runner a win that i suggested it to you and you already loved it so i kind of got yeah. the, the vibe to it um this one is that have you heard about the return of the Oberdin? no never heard of it it's a game the the guy who made this game called papers please made it i don't know if you heard about that it was a game where you you stamp passports on a uh, in a third world country actually. during the war. Yeah. It's stunning and beautiful. It's one of my favorite sad games ever. And <laughs> The Return of the Oberdin is basically a game where it is, it's, it has a great unique art style that isn't like AAA gorgeous, but artistically mm -hmm. very pretty. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Where basically uh, a ship called the Oberdin um, goes missing. And then it suddenly reappears and the entire um, crew is missing. You basically play an insurance guy whose job is to go onto the ship and find out and document what happened to every single member of the crew. And now the fun part of it is that you basically, the, the gamey part of it is you have this magic pocket watch called the Memento Mori, where you can find a body and you can click the pocket watch and it brings you back to the moment of death of the person. So you hear like f five seconds of dialogue and then you hear like a gunshot and then it brings you to this like silhouette of the, of the person getting shot. And you can walk around it. You can look at different things. You can like see people and you bring out your little book and you hear the dialogue. And you're just like, Captain, we hate you or whatever. How dare you do this? And then you hear the gunshot. So then you can assume that the person who was shot was the captain and how did he die by being shot so you just have to go into your book and you just say you find who the captain is you find captain was shot and then you continue moving on you find more bodies and you find like the mystery of what happens on this ship is glorious and it's i literally played it in one sitting because i couldn't put it down wow that's a that's a fun like it's different and interesting and very unique. And I, that's one of the things I love about indie games. I try to find unique experiences like Loop Hero, like Return of the Oberdin, like her story, like these weird, unique experiences that I want to play. Yeah, I think, I think that's um, a, a space indies feel really, really well. They're like, they have like the, the, they're not big AAA studios out to make like a shitload of money. They're just kind of like, yeah. we have this idea for a game and it sounds really cool um we're gonna give it a shot and see if it works if it doesn't it doesn't if it, if it takes off it takes off um yeah because there's, there's uh, only there's... like three of us or i'm doing this by myself like who cares yeah you know, there's the one man team so well it's whatever yeah if not i, I, I learned some stuff and and, yeah. and and i can use that in the next game or whatever whatever they decide to do it's um i could put it on my resume at dunkin donuts we'll see what happens exactly yeah i mean <laughs> You can serve fries if you've made a game, right? Surely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of selling things. Oh. I love my segues. Um, how would you like oh. to talk about some deals and freebies? Yes. 
I love I love deals and freebies. Everyone does. Um, so it's also why I like indie games because they're cheap. Yeah, this is also um, also um, itch.io. I I hadn't really heard much about that, but that's something I'm, I, we were talking about that on your cast a little. Was mentioned. It's been mentioned a few times in your cast. Yeah. You guys um, use that quite a bit. I'm gonna have to start perusing. Yeah, it's basically a client. website where like anyone can upload their game. A lot of them is pay what you can, and just you want it, you like them, just directly give them a couple bucks and play these really very unique experiences. And some of them evolve into bigger games. Like it. That's um, something I'll definitely be looking at when I have yeah. some more spare time. So, over on PlayStation this week, and also if you feel free to to butt in if you have experiences with these games, um, I will butt if I need to. Butt as hard as you like. Uh, freebies this month: uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I've actually downloaded, guys, and I may play eventually. I've never played a Final I... Fantasy game, so. You've never played a Final Fantasy? Never played a Final Fantasy game. It's like, well, I've, I've, I've committed the great curse of gaming and never played Final Fantasy. <laughs> Seven's a good start. The Seven Remake's a good start in terms of gameplay. I don't know how much you love turn-based stuff. but It depends on the game. It's very flashy. It is gorgeous. And the combat is very good when they're giving you good combat scenarios. The story goes off the walls towards halfway through or so but still mm. something you should very much play all right excellent uh our next one is remnant from the ashes um i've, I've heard very good things about this game um that's a freebie i've also downloaded it i might get to it at some point it's also in game pass i think too yeah it's, uh, it's good uh chris on the podcast plays that a whole lot it's it's a great grindy shooter multiplayer thing that's supposed to be really fun and very well supported yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Destruction All-Stars, which is the weird car demolition derby, but you can run around and get out of it game. I, I, I'm not sold on this one. It looks interesting, but... I think it looks like a lot of fun, but I don't have a PS5, and it's PS5 exclusive. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's whatever, I guess. I mean, but if you are planning on getting a PlayStation 5... All the PlayStation 5 games are downloadable from the PlayStation website and you can save them for when the scalpers decide to sell you one for $3,000. <laughs> so if, if, you, if you've spent three grand on a PlayStation 5, you can at least get some free games to start you off. Sure. Um, they've also now introduced another new freebie. The PlayStation are laying it on. They now have VR, uh, one VR experience um, free, which is called Farpoint, which is like a space exploration kind of game which looked really interesting, kind of like a No Man's Sky-esque kind of deal um, in VR, which would be cool. And then they have Maquette, which is a first-person puzzle game. Oh, you know you know about this one? Because I have no idea. I specifically love puzzle... There's two things with indies with me, puzzle games and sad games. I started playing games... I One of the first games I got addicted to was Myst on the PC. So the Mist is like a hardcore, like slow-paced puzzler. Um, Maquette we talked about last week. It's really interesting. Basically, it's a it's a recursive puzzler they call it, where there is a smaller version of the map, and then you're in a regular version of the map, and then there's a larger version of the map behind you. And when you interact with things in the smaller version of the map, it changes things in the larger and the larger version of the map. So if you move a block in the small version of the map to open up an area, you can go to that area now. 
if you use a key in the normal version of the area and then you put it in the small version of the area, suddenly there's this giant key that you can use as like a bridge. So it does a lot of like perspective oh, wow. puzzles like that. That's that sounds really interesting. It's a really cool okay. idea. Yeah. That's um yeah, that's um free on PlayStation. So if again, if you I think that's the PlayStation 5 one as well, but if you want to get that go for it. It sounds like a good time. PlayStation deal this week is Bloodborne for sixteen twenty one. A lot of fans out there love Bloodborne, love the Soul series. Some people Bloodborne love think that think that's still the best combat Souls has ever done. Yeah, they've um, yeah, Souls wise anyway. I know I, I'm a huge Sekiro was, fan. Yeah. Sekiro was tight. I haven't played Sekiro yet. It's kind of on my list of things I need to do. Um, along with maybe a Dark Souls game. I haven't played a Dark Souls game either, so. Um, I would suggest Sekiro. It's the most approachable. Yeah. yeah. I've also heard it's the hardest as well. <laughs> like, They're all hard. They're, They're all, all hard. from Softgate. There's no easy one. <laughs> they don't know what easy is. Our um, That's it for PlayStation. Over on Xbox this week, our Game Pass pick of the week is literally anything by Bethesda. Um... The, with um, Bethesda and Microsoft now officially partnering, part, partnering, partnering even, um, <laughs> they have over f- 20 Bethesda titles coming to Game Pass. Um, so we're talking all the Dooms, um, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls. Um, I can Dishonored. play Skyrim again? You can play Skyrim again. And I don't know, I don't know if they're all coming to xCloud. But that means you would be able to play also Skyrim on your phone. That's another way you can play Skyrim. And the 10th, 10th anniversary is coming up soon. So it should be interesting to see where we're going to be able to play it for the 10th anniversary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll um, be able to play maybe it on microphones or something. Oh, no such thing as a sequel. Elder, oh, Elder, Elder, Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6 is a myth and it will never happen. <laughs> There's the, there's a sketch about that. There's a I think it's Kiki Michael Key plays Elder Scrolls on an Amazon speaker or something. There's like a there's a joke like April Fool's yeah, sketch. Yeah, that's I've out seen there. that one. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. that was hilarious. I I, I low key want that to happen though because it just sounds like <laughs> it just sounds like you'd be playing D and D, which would be great. Our um, games with gold this week is Warface Breakout, um, first person shooty shooty multiplayer game. Uh, second one is Dundara Trials of Fear Edition. You want, like I mentioned before, uh, the indie interview series that I do. I yeah. interview the Dundara people. Oh, and that's really Bra- cool. They're Brazilian uh, indie game developers, two of them. And the game is so much fun. It is done. Uh, you don't move. You just jump. So you just jump from ceiling to floor and to all these spots. And it is a speedrunner's nightmare. Um, I mean, speedrunner's dream. But the thing is, it makes you feel like a speedrunner. Like five minutes into playing it, I'm just jumping all over the place, like shooting people and jump. It's it's a very good game. Play Dundara Trials of Fear. It's very hard and pretty and good. And it's a Metroidvania, so you get unlocks and stuff. It's it's very good. That's cool. Because I've, I've seen this one come up. Like, I've, I've mentioned this before. It's one of those games that I always see in the freebies. Like, it's always free on Epic. It's like yeah. it's it's popped up in heaps of deals all the time. And it's I've been meaning to kind of get to it because it's just always there. Um, but I'd never I actually met anyone that had played it. 
Yeah, no, I, I played it. I talked to the dudes who made it. You could listen to me talk to the dudes that made it on indie interviews. It's on all the different podcasts. Like they're they're good the guys. Jackpot. Here we go. Perfect. Our third freebie is uh, Metal Slug Three, which is a twin stick <laughs> top down shooter. Um, they made three of them, That's so it. they must be. They must oh, be Metal fun. Slugs are just fun. They're just yeah, fun yeah. games. You just shoot a whole lot and run forward. Over with our deals with the goal this week. Um, our deal is almost there. The platformer for a dollar forty nine by the Quantum Astrophysics Guild. I've played a few. I've, I've played a few games by these guys, um, which is why I mentioned the developer specifically on this one. Um, uh, the ambassador time. The ambassador timelines was one. They had a weird complex name. Hey, let me. I need to look it up. It was a it, it was a it was a twin stick magic styled shooter game. The ambassador's fractured timeline, not that one. The ambassador fractured timeline. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I that that game made my my top five for for last year. Um, it was stupidly hard. I think it would be right up your alley, actually. Um, a lot of fun to play. Very chaotic. Um. And a great this story game reminds it. me of I also began be, being a cheap gamer growing up. I lived off flash games and free to play MMOs for a while. So this reminds me of like N plus and N plus plus and a lot of those like the impossible games and shit that I played. And that looks really, really good. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's going for a dollar 49, um, on the Xbox store. Uh, again, I think this is on steam as well for about 15 bucks and yeah, Oh, 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 that's that's almost there. This is like a, a kind of a platformer where you're a ball and you kind of. It looks very Super Meat Boy. Yes. Yeah, which um, which looks like a lot of fun, which is all, which are always insanely hard, and their 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 puzzle platformer ones are always. If you want to play a, a sad version of this game, because I always want people to be sad, is a game called <laughs> Thomas Was Alone, where you play as a as a brick, and it's a it's a sad. I've heard of this platform. one. Yeah. It's fucking great. If you want to get sad and play this game, play Thomas Was Alone. It's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Over on the Switch this week, there is a... I've, they've been doing this thing where they do like bulk sales a lot. They haven't had like individual kind of... These games are cheap thing now. So they're doing like themed things, which is cool. So I'm going to start just bringing them up as a whole because there are a lot of good games in there I didn't really want to pick. But this week, it's Square Enix um so things like trials of mana dragon quest 1 2 and 3 final fantasy 7 8 9 10 12 and 14 i think it was and uh, they're all under about 30 bucks so they're ranging from like four bucks to 30 most of them hitting that 10 15 mark do you want to take a guess of which one of those final fantasy is my favorite do you want to just take a wild guess nine it was nine how'd you know i saw nice. the reaction <laughs> I was like, Final you're getting excited. I said Final Fantasy. I'm like, yep. And then I said 9. I'm like, I'm like yes, got him. <laughs> Final Fantasy 9 is my favorite. I love, I've played all of them. I love them. But uh, Final Fantasy 9 is. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a big Final Fantasy fan, um, I've heard really good things about Dragon Quest too. And Trials of Mana is supposed it, to be fantastic. Um, great games. The start, of the start screen goes, Trials of Mana. And just, we just make fun of it. It's a good game though. It just has a funny start screen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great games there. Under thirty bucks, so go and go and pick something up if you're. Oh yeah, it's, it's on the Switch, and it's not like you get cheap games on the Switch all the time. So, especially when they're nah. good ones too. Um, 
Good to pick those up. Over on the Epic Store. Our final freebie for this week. Um, Surviving Mars, which is a sim strategy style game where you're you're building a society on Mars. I've heard really good things about this. Um, similar to um, oh, what am I thinking? Not like Planet Coaster, but you have community to like keep alive. So it's like the city building kind of sim thing. Um, but on Mars, so you know. Yeah, I hear fantastic. it's very, very good. Also, it looks also is very pretty. Some of these like base building games are getting like stunningly beautiful. They are. I mean, well, they're not. They're not super demanding um, as far as gameplay and base mechanics go, for the most part. So I mean, if they pump into the prettiness, it makes it a little more fun, especially when you build like big, vast kind yeah. of cities and all these really cool structures. And you like, I'd love to see like games like this move into like having like like more photo mode stuff and you can go in and like just like sweep in and take like these really glorious shots um i know i know a few a few few do it but i'd like to see like lean to like 4k kind of like big yeah. beautiful things and it'd be great that'd be, I nice. mean, that'd photo, be nice pho- i love photo modes um, photo mode's a good time i ghost of tsushima's photo mode nearly broke me um that was, again that was uh, another game that was like it was similar to Spider-Man, where it's just big enough for me to do th- do everything. Exactly, it's a great right. balance. Yeah, I mean, you only if you can play Tsushima, the... if you can play Tsushima, you can play Sekiro. Just telling you right now. You reckon? It's this. It's the same parry system. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you can I'm, play. You I'm can always, play Sekiro. I'm always, this is, Sekiro is just kind of like there above me, just like looming. Like I am this super fucking hard game, and I was like, okay, I'll go play this instead. It is um, the only from software. Yeah. It's the only FromSoft game I've beaten. I've played all of them. Sekiro is the only one I've beaten. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll have to keep an eye out for a, for a good deal or something on that when it comes up. Because um, I do, I do want to play it because it looks like a lot of fun. Like I've watched like little bits of boss fights, but not too much because I want to play it. And just uh, everything looks so cool. Look at that giant fucking monkey. Yeah, that I was about to say, did you watch that? That looks, that looks fucking badass. It's just like this tiny Wait, little guy. The final boss fights also are just god brutal and beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, they look great. I had to like leave and come back a few days later. Like it was <laughs> so mad. It's like you're beautiful, but I'm so mad at you. And it's I'll come back. <laughs> I swear. What? Yeah. That is all she wrote for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you. Can I this. can I add one other thing? Oh, I've been yeah, trying to get it. more people to take this seriously. There are a few deals and stuff on Stadia. I don't know how much you think about Stadia. I've been trying to give preach, preach the word of Stadia to people. I I liked the idea of Stadia. Mm-hmm. I don't like how they did Stadia. I feel like it, at best, um, I know it's improved. Again, I'm an Australian. Things are a little different for me because Stadia is like, you need fucking fantastic internet for this to be viable. Um, And I don't think they should have been releasing it like they did, as they did, without viable options for everybody. Without stating that first. Because they did tell us, you know, if you have this, it will work perfectly for you. But seeing it in 
in action it wasn't it wasn't ready and mm -hmm. i think that's a, a big part of why it failed it wasn't ready they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't follow up with many of the promises that they kept um again loved it in in, in theory um x cloud um with xbox project x cloud um is doing a very similar thing kind of but mm -hmm. it's, it's working um i'm actually able to play that on my phone internet of all things which is wild um i was playing um tenuous sacrifice on it like replaying it through just to test it out it's it was great game. really cool yeah. it is it is a great game i will agree with you on that and i do agree with the fact of i think game streaming is a very important thing um and i think it'll be a huge thing in the future whether stadia is like the premiere or xcloud is like the premiere they've gotten better i would suggest maybe trying another one i don't know how long has it been since you've tried a stadia game i would suggest trying another one they've they've tweaked their servers and stuff and made it a little bit better but i don't work for google and i don't know your internet so if it doesn't work for you i completely understand yeah um i yeah i haven't i think that's the other thing too was that the kind of the, the initial pricing model was like kind of, yeah it, yeah, and like, they didn't have any fucking games. <laughs> exactly. Like there was, there was no, there was no reason for me to get Stadia. Like my internet's trash. I've played all these games already. There was like, there was like Good one point. new one there, I think. Um, I was like kind of, and then now that they're kind of closing Stadia down, um, well, Stadia. Studios Not really. They're just anyway. closing down. Yeah, they're just closing down their studios yeah. to focus on what your problems are, just to have it like stream yeah, better yeah. i don't know so. why i'm defending google so much they're a huge company they don't need me to defend them <laughs> I, I don't know why i go from defending like two-person indie game teams to like defending google like what am i doing it's all about balance man you've got to you've got to be on yeah. both ends of the scale right <laughs> right i love this game by this single person who makes these unique experiences but hey man be nice to google <laughs> google's all right they're just having a hard time you know <laughs> Let's um, let's hear them. Oh, oh, I uh, I linked them to you, but oh, uh, you linked them to I me. Oh, them. yeah. Where'd they go? I have. I, I have put a, in a little chat for you. It's nothing in... crazy. I just popped it up. There's a uh, the the things that look really really interesting is uh, Spiritfarer, which is a beautiful indie oh, game. Oh, I've heard gorgeous things about Spiritfarer. Um, it's, a few we, people we, have played it. Said it's amazing. We cried a few times about that. Uh, it's on sale for like twenty-two bucks. Uh, it's not somebody that I so own. So I by can't the way, you places. need to sign in to do this. Ah, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Fuck Stadia. Fuck it's you, fine. Google. Fuck Stadia. No. <laughs> um, yeah. If Spirit Fair's on sale, how much was it? Twenty-two bucks. Twenty-two bucks. Great game. Go and play it if you have Stadia. Fantastic. <laughs> that is it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, Peter. Thank you so much for for joining me and having you on on your cast. Um, I will I will of course link the episodes and all your your podcast shenanigans in the description below. But for those who are listening and can't be bothered finding links right now, where where can we find you and your things on the internet? So we are on all podcast platforms, similar to you, with uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Uh, Google Play Podcast, the Google people. You can check us out at howdoijump.com. Uh, on Twitter, hd1jump, hd, the number one jump. Uh, hd1 underscore jump on Instagram. We have a Patreon with uh, content and stuff on it. If you don't want to hear ads and bonus stuff, we do extra podcast and also a fan fiction book club where we uh, choose a different 
game and we read fan fiction from it every Monday and it's fucking great. So check us out, patreon.com slash how do I jump or just all that stuff at how do I jump.com. Beautiful. If you'd like to keep in touch with our podcast if you haven't already, because I mean, I'm 113 episodes deep. If you're listening and you're not new, <laughs> you should know this shit by now. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at left underscore pod. Uh, we also are now on Instagram at two left thumbs podcast, where I sometimes put up clips and shit from the video version you can also find the video version uploaded on youtube by the weekend normally friday nights i get it up depends on how life is going and render times because they're 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 a joy um links to the youtube will be down description because we don't have a nameplate yet we're working on that i've got some plans in motion for some cool shit on youtube as well um i just need more time to do it I'm Deft Puppies. You know where to find me. Twitter, Twitch, all those wonderful places. Deft underscore puppies with a Z. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for watching. Hope you had a great time. Have a fantastic week of gaming. And I'll talk at you next time. Bye. Bye.